Father, we thank you for this moment. Father, we come because you said we should come. You said men should always pray and not faint. Father, we come also in your word because you said asking it shall be given, seeking it should, it should be found, knocking the door will be open. We come seeking, asking, and knocking, Father, knowing that you hold all power in your hands. Father, we thank you for what you've given us today. We thank you for the talents you've instilled in our kids this morning. Father, the artistic expression is from you. We're thankful for it. We thank you for the parents that have committed them to be. Because, Father, we know that children are a gift for a time that we will not see. The best that we can do is give them back to you. Father, we ask that you also thank you. We would just put your arms around the everybody working with the children, Father. Just continue to keep them encouraged and put into them what you want us to see. And Because it touched me this morning as I sat on a pew. I thank God for everything he's done and everything that he's going to do. Father, we just also ask you to put your arms around those individuals that are going through bereavement this week, Father. Father, just remind that there's not a hurt or pain that heaven can't heal. And they should always look to the hills which cometh all their help. Father, we just want you to keep them encouraged. Bless every caregiver taking care of relatives and sick, anybody sick, Father. Just put your arms around them. Let them know that you never leave them and you're always going to be there for them. We thank you for our pastor. Thank you for this church. Thank you for the message that we are getting ready to receive, Father. We know that you put it in them, Father, to deliver it this morning. And we thank you for it because, Father, it makes us better. It puts us on a path because we don't know what the next minute or the next second is going to hold, Father. But we know that you are the holder of the next minute and the next second. We ask these and other blessings in your darling son, Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on and put those hands together and bless the name of the Lord in this house. Come on, give God some praise. Give God some praise. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and glad about it. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. We're ready to worship the Lord, worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. I don't know about you. I got to thank you in my spirit this morning. Just need to tell the Lord, thank you. Anybody else got to thank you in your spirit? Thankful for what the Lord has done. Can anybody testify God has just been good to you? You just want to tell him thank you? There's a, there's a little bit of a song. We just say thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Put it in the key. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, tell him thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Tell him thank you one more time. Thank you. You've been so good. Thank you, Lord. I had 10,000 tongues. Couldn't tell you thank you enough. Come on, let's call his name now. Jesus. Late in the midnight hour. When I can't call nobody else, I can call. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Somebody calls him a healer, healer. Healer, healer. Has he healed your body? Healer. Healer, healer, healer. Did he make you whole? Healer. Healer, healer, healer. 
one more thank you, Pat. Thank you. I gotta tell him, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Let us remain standing. And for all that's able to stand, let us stand for God in the responsive reading. For the protection of wisdom is like the protection of money. And this advantage of knowledge is that wisdom perseveres the life of him who has it. Congregation. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Let's all say it together. An intelligent heart acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise seek knowledge. Amen. Amen. Want to remain standing now for our congregational hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Amen. Minister Music will lead us further. Great is Thy Faithfulness.
services please make plans to attend all parents and youth be sure to mark your calendars for our awesome kickoff informational session and luncheon scheduled for sunday october the 20th at 1 p.m in the family life center gym here's a quick public service announcement from the members of your health ministry flu season is back remember flu vaccinations are important so are these other preventative measures such as washing your hands and covering your mouth when you cough these are all critical be sure to take care of your health because your health is your wealth to manage. Join us today during the 11 o'clock worship service as we welcome guest violinist John Uzudima II. Happy Cantata season, K Chapel. Rehearsals kicked off this past Saturday and will continue on Wednesday. If you'd like to be a part of the Cantata, we'd love to have you. We'll see you here in the sanctuary on Wednesday at 5.45 p.m. Hey Chapel, you've been donating bags and the ladies from the Circle of Temperance have been turning them into blankets. Way to go on your donations so far. Keep it up. We have a long way to go. This quick video shows you what the blanket will look like in the end. Remember, the goal is to make 30 of these and we need 700 bags to make just one. So keep those donations coming. Drop them off in the labeled boxes located in the O Fellowship Hall. And if you'd like to help make blankets, you can join us on Tuesdays from 10 a.m. to 12 noon or from 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Just text the keyword shown on your screen to 81010. Please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app but be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Amen. Let the church say amen. 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 We've got a big election coming up in November. Amen. Amen. Big election coming up, and we have some work to do. Amen. I believe we have two candidates with us on this morning. Uh, Brother Johnny Dupree, who's running for Secretary of State, as well as Senator Willie Simmons, who's running as a candidate for the uh, Transportation Commissioner. We want to take a couple of minutes and hear from both of those gentlemen. If you're here this morning, won't you come now? Brother Simmons and Brother Dupree, amen. Looking for you, looking for you. All right. God bless you. I knew. There we go. Amen. Amen. Come on down. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Let's welcome them. Amen. Amen. I don't believe y'all heard what I said. Secretary of State and Transportation Commission. Yeah, y'all really need to see that. Secretary of State and Transportation Commissioner. Amen. We, we, can, make, we can make history, y'all. 
we can make history, y'all. And they're both here on the same date at the same service. God is good. Amen. God bless you, Brother Dupree. God bless you. Giving honor to God and to Kay's Chapel. I assume that all of you all are saved. <laughs> I am. To the pastor, I would also would like to introduce to, uh, to you all my wife, my daughter, my first cousin, and his wife. They're traveling, but it's like I brought my posse with me when I come. Look, look I, I'm not going to take long. But I thank God for what he's allowed me to do over 31 years of serving on the school board, board of supervisors, and the longest serving mayor in Hattiesburg's history, the first African-American mayor in Hattiesburg. I thank you all for 2011 when we ran for governor, and we represented the Democratic Party in the state of Mississippi as your governor. As a candidate for governor, I thank you all. We wouldn't have done that without you and the blessings of God. But I tell you, the last two years we've been retired. And I thought about all the people that dug wells for us that we're drinking out of right now. And we don't do something, change pretty quick. That well's gonna dry up. And the word says we should leave an inheritance for our children's children. Those people who bled, died, went to jail, and did all those sacrifices for us, left an inheritance for me, and that's why I'm standing here today. I wanna make sure we leave one for your children, your children's children, your grandchildren. So I praise God that you all are gonna get up, get out, and you're gonna vote. But you're not going to go vote by yourself. You're going to take Mama and them and children and everybody else. Who, and we have until October the 7th to go out and do that. This is essential, y'all. Y'all hear the, the things that are going on around our nation and in our state. The only thing standing between the person who's running for this office is me. That's it. If we weren't running, that guy would be Secretary of State right now. We'd be going back 50 years. I came back because my wife allowed me to. Because she didn't want to. But you know what? It's the right thing to do. God bless you all. Pray for us as we pray for you. Let's move Mississippi forward. God bless you. Thank you, Secretary Dupree. Good morning. God is good. And Pastor Buckley, let me thank you so much. My name is Willis Simmons, if you missed it. Uh, and I've been in the city now for 26 years, so if you have not heard about me, uh, we need to try and figure out where have you been. But let me thank, again, Pastor Bucker for allowing me to come. Uh, unlike uh, Secretary Dupree, I don't have my wife and all my family here, but I do have my campaign manager, my Sean Crystal, I think you all know, and Eunice Harris, uh, who is our office manager. Coming into this church, uh, it's good because Pastor Buckley, as you know, Representative Buckley, uh, I served with, and then there are many, many other names that I could call who are members of this church that we have served with in the State Senate. Yeah. And we come this morning uh, encouraging you to go to the poll on over the field because as Pastor Buckley indicated, this election is very important. And let me just tell you quickly why it's important. Uh, it's important because we need to make sure that we start having representation. Uh, I lack in, lack in this election that I'm involved in, Pastor Buck, and I'm not going to try and preach or steal your thunder, but let me just say that when you look at Matthews 13 and 28, that particular uh, parable talks about a situation where individuals were given seeds to be sown, and those seeds were sown and they fell on bad soil, they fell in rocks, they fell in thorns, 
and a few fell in good land, good soil. For the past 26 years, I think my steps have been ordered in a manner that has prepared me to be good soil. When you look at the situation that we're in today, here in the city of Jackson and throughout the state of Mississippi, and in particular in the Central District, and especially on the west side of Interstate 55, it is because we have been sowing our seeds in bad soil, that we have the kind of potholes that we have in our streets and our highways, that we have kind of bad bridges that's being closed in the manner in which they have. That bad soil that we have been sowing our soil in in the way of our votes have put us in a position where we have been electing the wrong persons, the wrong kind of individuals. And it gets to where, in Proverbs, they talk about when evil people are in the office, we suffer. 29 and 2, I believe it is. So, ladies and gentlemen, I come to you this morning saying to you that I give you an opportunity to sow your seeds in good soil. I've been prepared. 26 years, the past 10 years, I've served as chairperson of the Transportation Committee that put together the $1.3 billion budget. Within the Department of Transportation in the Central District, we have 800 employees, and we are responsible for taking care of public transit, all forms of transportation, and I have been prepared that if you sow your seeds into this soil, I promise you that we're going to work with the city of Jackson, we're going to work with the Board of Supervisors, we're going to work with our secretary and everybody in order to make sure that the Central District transportation system is taken care of and we'll eliminate many of the problems that we currently see because you will have stopped sowing your seeds in bad soil. Thank you and may God bless you. But go to the polling vote on November the 5th. Between now and then, you need to make sure that everybody who's over 65, disabled, going to be out of town, go and vote absentee. It's very important. In Hines County, you have on the books over 140,000 yeah. voters, mm -hmm. but you vote less than 60,000. Yeah. We need you on November the 5th yeah. to vote 100,000 folks in Hines County and yeah. we'll offset Rankin County and all those other places. That's it. Thank you and may God bless you. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Come on, let's, let's give them a hand. Let's, let's encourage them. Amen. Let's bless them. Amen. Let's pray for them. Amen. And, and let's take care of business in November. Amen. 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 We can make history, y'all. We can make history, and there's no reason for us not to. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's one thing, it's one thing to, to, to do a sympathy vote, but it's another thing when you got qualified folk. I wish y'all would come on and go with me. It's another thing when you have qualified people with the experience, with the knowledge, with the connections, and can get the job done, who have the track record of getting jobs done. And so we thank God for them long-standing mayor, long-standing senator, and they are ready to continue to serve us. We need to do that. Amen? Amen. Amen. God bless you and God keep you as our prayer. Listen, I want to congratulate Ricky Thickpin. Brother Thickpin, where are you? Won't you stand up? Where's Ricky? Stand up, Ricky. Got all that green on. Did y'all see Ricky? Ricky got on a green blazer. Look, he got on green shoes, y'all. Mississippi Valley State shoes, but I'm not asking him to stand because of his outfit. I'm asking him to stand because he was awarded this past week, they were awarded the Mississippi Tourism uh, Member of the Year Award, the Governor's Conference uh, of Tourism. That was awarded to Ricky Thickpin and our own. Come on, let's bless him. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. We thank God for you, Rick, and thank God for the work that you're doing for the city of Jackson, for uh, Visit Jackson. Amen. And for representing us so well. Amen. Amen. We do want to remind uh, all of our parents of the youth uh, and parent kickoff uh, Sunday, October 20th at 1 p.m. You know, we do a lot of things with our young people each and every year. And in order for us to continue uh, to do that and keep you engaged and, and in the know of what's going on, we need to share pertinent information with you on Sunday, October 20th at 1 p.m. Please come. Bring your children, too. Is that right, Ken? Bring the youth, too. Amen. Youth and parents. Y'all going to feed them? They're going to feed them. God bless you. Y'all going to get fed, too. Amen. Amen. And I'm bringing two kids. And if, amen. I'll bring some more if you. Amen. God bless you. Amen. But be there Sunday, Sunday, October 20th uh, at 1 p.m. It's Rep Your School Sunday. Amen. 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 I'm looking all around you. I see you. I see you. I see you out there. I see all these colors. Amen. I'm gonna try to get. I'm gonna try to see who are, who's all in the house. I see. Uh, let, let me see. Let, let me start with high schools first. All the high schools. All the high schools. Any Callaway in the house? Any Callaway? We got some Callaway. Got some Callaway. Look at there. Look at the proud Callaway. Proud Callaway. How about Murrah? How about Murrah? Murrah making a little noise. Murrah making a little noise. Murrah. Wingfield. Bless his name. Bless. <laughs> She just waved her hand. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Amen. Forest Hill. Forest Hill. Far, any Forest Hill? Any Jim Hill? Jim Hill. Jim Hill. Jim Hill. Who, who, let me see. Let me see. Um, Provine. 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 Them Rams. Them Rams. Them Rams. Let me see. Who, el who else did I miss? Who else did I miss? Huh? Who else did I miss? Who? Oh, bring, oh, oh, Bailey, Bailey, uh, Bailey, yeah, ba Bailey Magnet School, Bailey Magnet School, Bailey Magnet School, Bailey Magnet School. Brinkley, Brinkley, they, they, yeah, Brinkley's in the house, Brinkley's in the house. Eight three three Nation, make some noise. <laughs> two kind of people in the world, those who went to Lanier and those who wanted to. You know it, you know it, you know it, you know it, you know it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, colleges, colleges, where's Alcorn? Where's Alcorn? Alcorn got some love, Alcorn's got some love. Where's Tougaloo? Tougaloo, make some noise. Tougaloo, Tougaloo, Tougaloo. USM, USM, I think I saw some USM, yeah, I thought I saw some USM in the house, there he is, the mayor is here, amen, USM is represented, Mississippi State, I see some Mississippi State, it's the right colors, it's the right mascot, amen, I, I go with you because it's the colors and the mascot, amen, Ole Miss, Ole Miss, where's Ole Miss, Ole Miss in the house, where's Valley State, where's Valley, Mississippi Valley, Mississippi Valley, Mississippi Valley, any rust, any rust, Rust, amen, Rust. All right, all right. Any, uh, any, uh, any, uh, who am I missing? Uh, who? Oh, oh, the, 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 uh, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, right, come on, come on. 
yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Got your own band. I don't know how y'all fixed that up. I don't know how y'all fixed that yeah, y'all got in good. Y'all got in good. Southern, I see Southern. Southern's in the house. All right, God bless you. God bless Listen, we're having a good time. We have, listen, listen, it's rep your school, but, but this is rep your school with a cause, okay? Rep your school with a cause. And the cause for this, the cause for this is to resource our own school right here at Cade Chapel. Amen? We have a wonderful early, early child learning center right here. Monday through Friday, we're educating young minds, and what we want you to do is help to resource our own schools so that we can continue in the 20-plus years of educating young people. Amen? Now, listen, what you're going to do, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, media, if you will, media, if you will, make that link because the live stream audience is watching now, and they can go ahead and start this right now. Make that link available on the live feed, can you do that? Yeah, make the link available on the live feed. And live stream audience, since you can do this right now, it's just a, a couple of clicks for you. Go ahead and start, go ahead and start uh, purchasing some of those items for our school. Uh, after the eight o'clock service, everybody here will get that link on your phone. If you've connected uh, to, to the K Chapel text service, you'll get that link on your phone and you can do the same thing. I don't want you doing it now because, uh, uh, amen, I want you in service, amen. But, but everybody else, all y'all who watch it, yeah, y'all can go on and do that right now. So we want to go ahead and get, get the jump on that. God bless you, amen. Amen, amen. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Let's see who we have here. Recognition of visitors, recognition of visitors. Come on and recognize our visitors this morning. Good morning. I'm glad to be here today. I'm reminded of the summons who said, I was glad when he said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. At this time, we're going to ask all our visitors to please stand. I know we've got some visitors here today. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, we want you to know that we are glad that you're worshiping with us on this morning. Praise the Lord. And if you don't have uh, a church home and you're seeking a church home, or if you don't have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, today is your day. And we're going to give you something that you can't get anywhere else. God bless
MK Chapel. At this time, you will receive information on those you can go and minister to this next week. Your continued prayers are requested for Brother Hank Anderson, who lost a nephew, and that funeral was held in Chicago. Dorothy Jones, the sister of Pauline Milton, is in the University Hospital. And though some of these people aren't here, and I see Vera Collins is here this morning, just wave your hand. Ain't God good, yes. Though some of these people are not here and you've heard their names called before, they're still in need of your prayers. These people are recovering at home and we're going to ask your continued prayers for Coach Walter Griffin, Sister Catherine Wallington, Brother Frank Blunson, Sister Dorothy Allridge, Mother Triplett, Sister Audra Harold, again Sister Vera Collins, Sister Aletha Lewis, and as always, Brother Fred Gross. And as I always say, pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day that you get up, thank God that you can. Amen? Amen. Good morning. It's that time again. It's time for giving. And we give because we demonstrate the, the obedience of God's word. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God has said, never will I leave you and never will I forsake you.
say amen in this house. Can anybody feel the presence other than me? Hallelujah. Bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. This combined choir singing out of their hearts this morning. Amen. If you bless them and encourage them, they'll bless you and encourage you. Amen. Amen. God bless.
bless his name. Oh, bless his name. Order my steps in your way, in your word, and in your will. Tell me what you would have me to do. Show me where you would have me to go. Speak, O oh God, for your servant is yet listening. If you will, preparation for the word of God, won't you repeat this affirmation with me? I'm about to hear God's holy word concerning my life. My mind is focused. My ears are open. My heart is ready. My soul is thirsty. Now preach, preacher. If you will, turn with me to the book of 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter number 3. 1 Samuel chapter number 3. I want to begin reading at verse number 7. 1 Samuel chapter 3 beginning with verse number 7. I will be reading from the contemporary English version. It reads as follows. The Lord had not spoken to Samuel before, and Samuel did not recognize the voice. When the Lord called out his name for the third time, Samuel went to Eli again and said, Here I am. What do you want? Eli finally realized that it was the Lord who was speaking to Samuel, so he said, Go back and lie down. Someone speaks to you again, answer, I'm listening, Lord. What do you want me to do? Once again, Samuel went back and lay down. The Lord then stood beside Samuel and called out as he had before, Samuel, Samuel, I'm listening, Samuel answered. What do you want me to do? Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Father, guide my mind and my mouth for a few moments. That I may be able to think your thoughts clearly and articulate your words. Touch, strengthen, and save in accordance to your will for us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to talk from the subject this morning, God calling. God calling. God calling. Let me go ahead and ease into this sermon by saying to you up front, you have a calling on your life. Now what you do with that calling is up to you. But make no mistake, you have a calling on your life. How you respond to it is up to you. Where, where you go from here is up to you. What, what you make of that calling is completely up to you. But you have a calling on your life. And I love the fact that this text demonstrates that 
God does not wait until we're adults to call us. <laughs> he does not wait until we've lived our own lives and we've done everything we want to do. But God's calling upon our life is one that has been issued before the foundations of the world. Jeremiah found out about that one day when the Lord said to him, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before thou camest forth out of the womb, God said to Jeremiah, I sanctified thee and I ordained thee to be a prophet unto the nations. I wish I had some Bible readers in this house. And if, and if I were to exegete this morning's text in 1 Samuel, I, I, I would have to say something about, first of all, the purpose of God's calling. Because God calls Samuel into service uh, really because Eli's sons were not fit to serve. I really could preach that right there. E Eli's sons, the prophet, the prophet himself had two sons. And, but, but these two boys were rebellious boys. They, they, they did their own thing, even so much as desecrating the temple itself. And though Eli had two boys who could have carried on the family business, they were no good for service. And so God calls Samuel into service. It did not matter that their father was the priest because God could not use them because of their lifestyle. Which says to me, you, you got to be careful because you can't make it on, on mama's and daddy's credit. You, you can't make it because mama had a good praying life and daddy had a good praying life and, and they got good reputations. Thank God for their reputations, but you got to sit on your own bottom. You, 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 you got to have your own relationship with God. You, you have to know him for yourself. And listen, all the promise and potential in your life means nothing if you squander it away because of a raggedy lifestyle. If I were exegeting the text, I, I'd have to say something also about, about the persistency of God's calling. God calls Samuel over and over and over again. Samuel responds by going to Eli because the text said that he did not know God's voice yet. But God keeps coming back to Samuel. I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm glad that the Lord does not give up on us. When we're still trying to figure out who's talking. I'm glad that God has patience with us when we're trying to figure out whose voice it is that we're hearing. Is that, is that mama's telling me what I ought to do? Is that daddy telling me what I ought to do? Is that my community telling me what I ought to do? Is that my own selfish ambition telling me what I, who's talking to me? And, and yet while we're trying to figure it all out, God yet calls again. That's one reason why you don't have to rush into anything because if it's a calling from the Lord he'll persistently pursue you I could preach that right there you, you, you don't have to rush into anything thinking that just because I heard from the Lord I got to get up and do it no, no there's some things you need to be sure enough sure about amen lights yeah, you take your time and, and pray about it and, and get a spiritual mentor to help guide you through and see if that was the Lord talking or if those were just Taco Bell tacos. 
You know, they'll talk to you at night. They'll, they'll talk to you at night. They'll, yeah. The reality is that long before you even knew yourself that the Lord had been calling you. The Apostle Paul suggests the same when he writes in Ephesians 1 verses 4 through 5. He says, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. In other words, God's calling on your life has been planned even before you heard his voice. Before you were aware of it, God had already called you. Before you knew who the Lord was, he had already come. Before you came from your mother's womb, he had already placed a calling on your life. He decided that he wanted to be with you and he wanted you to be with him before you had anything to do with it. Can you imagine, can you imagine deciding to marry somebody before you even saw them? Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah, let me help. Can you imagine saying I do to somebody before you even got to know? Well, some of y'all did that. Wait a minute. Let me, let, me, let me go back. Let me go back and fix that one. Let me go back. And... <laughs> I think you get what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say. But what I'm trying to say is, is before, before, before we knew him, he knew us. And that was enough for him to commit to us before we committed to him. He loved us just that much. God called us into relationship with him. I want to challenge somebody this morning who has not been faithful in answering your calling. God is calling you, calling you to his purpose for your life, ordering your steps, calling you to his plans, ordering your steps, calling you to the expected end that he has prepared for you. God is calling you to an, an incredible life of purpose and promise, calling you to be used by him. God is calling you. God is calling you to serve calling you to move from the sidelines into active service. God is calling you to move off of the fence into a full-fledged commitment. God is calling you, calling you from head knowledge to heart conviction. God is calling you, calling you from a Sunday morning experience with him to daily intimate relationship with him. God is calling you from doing the church, from doing church to being the church. God is calling you, calling you from talking about him to living him. God is calling you from milk to meat. God is calling you from mediocrity to excellence. God is calling you from average to awesome. Calling you from getting by to life more abundantly. God is calling you from attending church to letting the church live in you. God is calling you from reading the Bible to letting the word become flesh. God is calling you from church membership to Christian discipleship. God is calling you from salvation to sanctification. Calling you from sitting to serving. And it's time for you to faithfully respond to God's calling he still calls people today 
Just as God called Moses through a bush that burned that would not be consumed. Just as God called Noah to build an ark in order to repopulate the earth. Just as God called Abraham to leave his father's house and go to an unknown land. Just as Jesus called 12 men to follow him and become his disciples. God still calls people today in various ways to be with him. Challenge before us. Challenge before us, hear me. Challenge before us is that too often in the church, we are guilty about talking about being called by God, assuming that God is calling us to do some grand thing or to serve in some grand way. Too often, when we talk about being called by God, we, we talk about a calling to preach. I was called a preacher and I was called a pastor and I was called a minister before the people of God. Please understand that the calling of the Lord is not just for folk to stand up in front of people. Most times when God calls folk, it's not for you to stand up in front of people, it's for you to sit down and serve people. To stand among and serve one another. Too many times people want the spotlight rather than the background. But please understand, God does not just call preachers to preach his word. But he also calls teachers to shape minds in the classroom. He calls bankers to bring opportunities to overlook communities. He calls doctors to bring healing to the sick. He calls lawyers to be instruments of justice. He calls artists to express human creativity through divine inspiration. He calls scientists to explore the complexities of creation. He calls politicians to serve the material needs of communities. He calls first responders to protect people from harm and danger. All of these are callings by God. And God calls us to faithfully serve him no matter our profession. We need light of God, the light of God in all areas of the marketplace. We need the light of God in all governmental and corporate spaces. We need the light of God in classrooms and courtrooms, in hospitals and hotels, in banks and restaurants. We need the light of God everywhere. We need his light. And hear me, the calling of God goes beyond our careers and our professions. God's calling is greater than our job title. God's calling is greater than what we do. The Lord does not just call us to what we do in life, but he calls us, watch this, to live life a certain way. He calls us to have certain values. He calls us to have certain motivation. He calls us to exhibit certain behaviors and conform to certain lifestyles. And in the time that we have left together, I want to show you in God's word what he calls all of us to do. What he calls all of us to have. And what he calls all of us to be, regardless of your position, your career, or your profession. All of us have been called to these four things. Number one, God calls all of us to a sanctified life. God calls all of us to a sanctified life. I don't care what your profession is. He calls all of us to be sanctified. I know you didn't expect to hear that word in the Baptist church, but you got to understand, being sanctified is not a denomination. 
being sanctified, being sanctified, being sanctified is not even about, not even about long dresses and no makeup. Being sanctified, being sanctified is about a lifestyle. A lifestyle that emanates from within and exudes without. Lifestyle that starts with holiness, that, that, that ends in righteousness. It is a lifestyle. Go with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Paul writes these words in chapter 4, verse 4. He says, listen, furthermore, we then beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us how ye ought to walk and to please God, so ye would abound more and more. For ye know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that ye should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know not God, that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any manner, because that the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we have also forewarned you and testified. For God hath not called us into uncleanness, but unto holiness. Listen to that. This is the will of God, your sanctification. God has called every believer, every believer, to a sanctified life. And I like the fact that Paul hits sanctification right on the head when he says, abstain from fornication. He said, if you wonder what I'm talking about, let me be real clear. When I'm talking about sanctification, he says, I'm talking about your sexual life. Abstain. Don't y'all look at me like that. It's in the text. It's in the text. He says, abstain from fornication. Paul makes the point that sanctification has to do directly with decisions that you make about sex. He didn't mention music. He said sex. He didn't talk about going to the movies. He said sex. He didn't say you couldn't play spades or cards. He said, y'all ain't talking to me in here. He said, See, I quiet again. You, you want me to talk about all that? No, he said deal with sex. The abstain from fornication. Abstain from fornication. God is calling each of us to possess our vessels or our physical bodies in purity and in honor. And it does not matter how old you get. God does not relax his calling for sanctification as it relates to our sexual selves. This doesn't say anything about if there are two grown consenting adults. You don't find that language in the word of God. That's worldly language. That, that's gotten okay with your ears because you hear it so often. That's not what God's word said. God's word says abstain. If you are not married. Y'all making this harder than it got to be. If you're not married, you're not supposed to be having sex. I don't care how old you are. Talking about you grown. Be grown and holy. Be grown and sanctified. Be grown and righteous. Thank you. Need a little help on that one. Looking at me like I ain't preaching Bible. That's Bible. 
God's best for us is wrapped up in his commandment to live a sexually sanctified life. And that's for everybody. That means, watch this, that means sexually sanctified lives means free of lust, free of fornication, free of pornography, free of sexual acts that distort the natural orders of life. To this we have been called. Amen. Don't text me now. I ain't, don't text me now. They trying to move me on. No, I got to preach this. Live stream, don't do that, y'all. <laughs> Pressing me on. <laughs> y'all funny, y'all funny. Y'all funny, man. Possess your vessel, it says. Don't leave your vessel exposed. Possess your vessel. Number two, number two, number two, number two. God has called all of us. God has called all of Before I leave that, somebody just say sanctified. sanctified. Yeah, live a sanctified life. Live a sanctified life life to this all of us have been called number two number two all of us have been called no matter your profession no matter your calling no, no, your career no matter your job title all of us have been called to serve the least among us all of us have been called to serve the least among us it's in mark chapter 10 mark chapter 10 where a request is made of jesus you remember james and john who are the sons of zebedee they come to him and they, and and they ask they ask in one text it says that their mother asked but in mark's text it says that they asked for preferred seating in heaven they, they said lord when we get to heaven and you get in your kingdom and we join you said we want vip seats Let, let me sit on the right hand and let my brother sit on the left. You read it. it it's right there. And, 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 and the suggestion is, Lord, we've been faithful in serving you. You ain't had no problems out of us. We've done everything you've asked us to do. In fact, we've done it before everybody else. We, we've been here the longest. Lord, just give us the best seats. And Jesus responded by their, to their request by saying, first of all, uh, you don't know what you're asking of from me. Can you drink from the cup that I have to drink? Can, can you be baptized with the baptism that I'm going to be baptized? He, he, he says, listen, and anyway, that's not even my call to make. I, I can't give you that. That's my father's business. Who gets seats in heaven? Wish I had a witness in here. Yeah, but then he goes on to say this. He says, he says, listen, he, he says, listen, the Gentiles are the ones who, who, who lord over their subjects. He says, that, that shouldn't be the case among you. Verse 43 says, but, but so shall it not be among you, but, but whosoever will be great among you shall be your minister. And whosoever will be the chiefest shall be servant of all. Right here, Jesus extends the call for those who would be his disciples to live a, ser to, 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 to a life of serving people. He inverts greatness in the kingdom and equates it not to where you sit, but rather how you serve. It's not the seat in which you sit. It's the posture of your service that makes you great in the kingdom of God. Significance is not given to us because of the seat or the position we occupy. Significance is not given to us because of where we sit in the sanctuary. Significance is not given to us because of offices that we hold. 
Jesus redefines greatness by saying that it is those who serve, those who submit themselves to a life of simplicity, those who surrender the claims of the world rather for the calling of God to sit under, to sit rather in unremarkable seats, to associate with unknown people, to be found among the unmentioned and around the afflicted. That is the definition of greatness. Too many of us are clamoring over seats, seats of position. Seats of authority, seats of leadership, seats of, of power, rather than seeking to serve. Jesus says, whoever will be chiefest among you must first be a servant. And a life of service is what all believers have been called to. Thirdly, 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 all of us, thirdly, all of us, I don't care what your title is, don't care where you sit, don't care what, what your profession is. All of us have been called to suffer with the Savior. All of us have been called to suffer with the Savior. The Apostle Peter writes about that in 1 Peter 2 and 20. 1 Peter 2 and 20 says, but you don't gain anything by being punished for some wrong you have done, but God will bless you if you have to suffer for doing something good. After all, God chose you to suffer as you follow in the footsteps of Christ who set an example by suffering for you. Peter says, listen, if you've done wrong and get punished for it, that's par for the course. You were supposed to get punished for doing wrong. That, that's, that, that's, that's logical. He said, you, you don't get any blessing from that persecution. He says, but if you suffer wrongly because of your faith, because you're standing with and for Christ. He says, God will bless you when you're suffering for your faith in Christ. Then he says, God chose you or called you to do this. The New Testament is replete, replete with passages that teach the same. 2 Timothy 3 and 12 says, Yea, and in all that ye live godly in Jesus Christ shall suffer persecution. All who live godly in Jesus Christ will suffer persecution. If you dare to leave for, live for Jesus, at some point you will suffer. You will suffer. Matthew 16 and 24, Jesus says to his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Jesus says part of following me means you're going to have to deal with the pains of a cross. Paul in Philippians 3 and 10 says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings becoming like him in his death. The point of all that is this, if you're not willing to suffer for the cause of the kingdom, then you are not worthy of the kingdom itself. You got to be willing to suffer for it. Sometimes it'll mean the suffering of relationships. Mm. I know you didn't want to hear that. There are some people, watch this, there are some people, and young people, you need to get this right, right quick and in a hurry. There are some people who will not want to hang with you because... You believe what you believe. There's some people who are going to make fun of you and your faith. Because you pray and because you believe what you believe. Because you mime. Because you dance. Because you, you, you actually believe that there is a God. There are some people who will make fun of you in college, in high school. So, some people who you booing up with right now. And, and, and they will make fun of you because of your faith. 
And Jesus says this is par for the course. You will suffer when you link up with Christ. Some people won't go with you all that way. And you need to learn right now how to say, that's all right. I'll go if I have to go. My God. Last thing and I'm through. Last thing and I'm through. God, God calls all of us. God calls all of us. And here it is. God calls all of us to a posture of repentance. I'm through. God calls all of us to a posture of repentance. Ezekiel 18 and 32 says, and I love this. Listen to what it says. For I have no pleasure in the death of anyone, declares the Lord God. So turn and live. Keep that up for just a second. I have no pleasure in seeing anybody die, he says, because of sin or die in sin. So rather than die in and because of sin, God says the remedy for that, turn and live. Turn means repent. Turn means stop doing what you're doing. Turn means, watch this, what you did last night. Okay, this side. What y'all did, this is the holy side over here. What y'all did last night. Turn and repent. Turn, turn, repent. Go a different route. Because the route you're going will, remember, the wages of sin is death. And you just heard what God says, I don't delight in seeing anybody die. So repent. Because the way you're going it's going to end in your eternal death. So return, repent, turn, live. And watch this. He calls all of us, no matter where we are, to practice repentance. To practice repentance. From what do you need to repent? I'm going to let you think about that. I'm going to let you think about that. Go ahead and close your eyes. Don't look at anybody else right now. This is about you. Yeah. Yeah. What of your lifestyle? Do you need this morning to just turn? 
turn from. It's taking you down the wrong path. It's it's leading you to the wrong things. Turn. Repent. We we read earlier in the responsive reading, train up a child in the way he should go. When he is old, he would not depart from it. You know, the reality is that along life's journey, all of us take some detours. We go down some wrong paths and take some turns that God didn't mean for us to take. it's in those moments that we need to be honest enough to say, Lord, I need to repent. I need to repent because, God, I've not been living a sanctified life. I need to repent. Because, God, I've had the wrong motives about life itself and what's important. I've, I've thought greatness was about titles and positions and and I've forsaken service simply trying to get more things. I need to repent. I need to repent. If you're here this morning and you're ready to repent, we, you don't even have to move. You can do this right here in your heart, in your seat. Let's pray a prayer of repentance. Let's pray a prayer of repentance right where you are, right where you are, right where you are. In the quietness of your own heart, if you know there's something from which you need to turn so that you can live, pray this with me. Father, you know my sin. You know where I've turned wrong. You know the detour that I've taken. The mistake that I made last month, last year, last night. But God, right now, I'm repenting of that. First, I'm confessing it because you said in your word that if we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So God, right now, I want to confess I confess that I, I've not lived up to a sanctified life. I confess that decisions that I made have put me on the wrong path. I confess. And now, God, as I confess and as you forgive me, thank you, Lord, that I now also repent. God, I'm turning my life around right now. Today. In this moment. On this fifth Sunday, I'm repenting and I'm turning my life around. I'm following you. I'm doing it your way. And if I have to lose friends, so be it. If I have to part with associations, so be it. Because God, you are more important to me than anything else. Give myself away. 
in Jesus' name. Thank you for cleansing. In Jesus' name. Thank you for your Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. Thank you for a fresh start on life. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Now listen, if you pray that prayer of repentance, or, or, if you need Jesus Christ in your life, you have yet to accept him as Lord and Savior. Or if you want to take this moment of rededication and restoration and saying, Lord, yes, I prayed repentance and I want to be restored. I want to rededicate my life. I, I want to start this journey over again afresh and, and start putting one front foot in front of the other on the right path. I invite you now to come down and let's, let's walk this walk together. Let's walk this walk together. The doors of the church are open. Wherever you are, whoever you are, you come right now. You come right now. I give. I give. I give. I give. I give myself. Hallelujah. I give. I give. I give. So you. So you can do. I give. I give.
life. He says, my life is not my own. My life is not my own. You are belong. Somebody's making that declaration today. My life, life is not my own. To you I belong. Give myself. Give myself. Sing it again. My life, my life. My heart, give, give my mind. Just the voices by themselves. My life, shh. To you I belong. Give myself. Give myself. Give myself. One more time. My life, my life. Sister Collins, Bureau Collins is coming with a statement. Good morning, church family. First of all, I would like to say thank you so very much for all the pause, the prayers. And I know y'all was praying for me and everything that you've done during this journey. You know, life is a good thing especially when you live to be able to stand to say it's a good thing. As you all know, I was in several car wrecks in 2017. My God. And this is the end result here because this comes from the accident. Whatever you do, always get a second opinion. I was walking around two years and I could have been literally dead. I went to the surgeon on in June, June the 20th. I had no option. She said, this is what we're going to do. I cried for a week because she was only 35, but she was the best in the state, neurologist, you know, neurosurgeon. And I prayed about it, and God answered um, my prayers. We've been through round one. I got another surgery, and then this has to heal. So I come this morning asking you all to continue to pray for me, pray that I be quiet and be still so that I can heal because I'm not a person to sit down and be still and I'm having to learn to do that but just pray for me that all of this will come out and we will be victorious hallelujah hallelujah reverend blesses and he comes with a statement on uh, September the 24th 1989, my baby boy and baby daughter joined this church. Little Joe was 10. Josette was about 12 years and 10 months. Later, my wife would join. But it's been fulfilling. It's been rewarding. And I stand and ask you, those of you that are not involved in a church ministry, 
get involved. Yeah, I'm still growing. Yes, I'm a minister, but I'm still growing. But it's, it's, it's been rewarding to have my son working in church, daughter in church, some of our grandchildren are in church, my wife and I are both members here now and working in church. And just be worthy of your, your vocation is what the scripture says. That's what Paul says. Be worthy of your calling regardless of what it is. And it's just been such a rewarding thing for me. And after 30 years of being here, it's still paying off. And I just thank God for those of you who prayed for us during that time. Sister Shirley, you took us through the orientation. And I thank you for that. And just like it's rewarding for us, it'll be rewarding for you. God bless you. God keep you. And thank you. Amen. Amen. We have one more statement. Hallelujah. This is Sister Dupree. Yeah. Well, good morning. Uh, Reverend Shirley had invited my husband and me to come down for prayer. And I know that prayer is the key to the kingdom. And anytime someone offers to pray for us, we get to do that. Amen. All others are coming for prayer. And I guess you're wondering why all these people standing here, these are ushers. And they're standing here on behalf of their sergeant, the general, Fred Ross. Yeah, yeah. And it is always, always a good thing to have this kind of support, no yeah. matter what your situation is. Yeah. So yeah. as we go into prayer, just take the hand of the person next to you. Yeah. Thank God for these doorkeepers. This army of doorkeepers. We're interceding for the general himself. Brother Gross is seriously ill. So let's lift up the family. Let's lift up those who serve with him. <clears throat> and commit it all to God. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, how thankful we are. We thank you that you are the God who calls us before the foundations of the earth. You're omnipotent, omniscient, you know all things, can do all things. But thank you mostly for being omnipresent. You're here with us right now. And while you're here with us, you're there with Fred. That's how amazing you are. We thank you, God, for Fred and for Laura. Be with them now, oh God. Be with the family. Thank you for who he is to us, for what he means to us.
and for all that he has given and yet gives to us. We bless you for his life. And we thank you that his work speaks for him. Now, God, we pray for the Duprees. Thank you for Mayor Dupree and for him offering himself as a servant. God, we pray your hedge of protection around him and his family. Order his steps. Guide him and keep him. And, oh, God, we pray for a good success for the good of this state, for the good of its people, for the good of your kingdom. Grant it, oh, God. Now, God, because you're able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask, think, or imagine according to the power that's working within us. We commit these and all things into your hands. In the name of Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, and our Redeemer. Now, those of you who can, if you will stand to your feet. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.